0: All right, everybody, we begin
1: with what's happening in Chicago and or Illinois this afternoon. More details have emerged from Wednesday's city council meeting. We mentioned the harmonious portion of the meeting yesterday. The mayor and her aldermen agreed on scoff laws. <laughs> Excellent. That's good, that's good. That
0: was a important, very, very important decision.
1: Yeah, but it got pretty ugly after that. More yeah. on that in moments. But first, Ben, we need to say congratulations to our good friend and congresswoman one Lauren Underwood. Congratulations, Lauren Underwood! <laughs> She's moving up in the world. Moving on up. Moving on up. Please stop singing. <laughs> Underwood has been appointed by and Ben. I beg of you, please do not read us your notebook of love poems about her when I say her name. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Underwood has been appointed by Nancy Pelosi <laughs> uh, to serve on the conference committee of the National Defense Author- uh, Authorization Act. Underwood, who will serve as vice chair on the Committee on Homeland Security, just couldn't help but express her privilege to serve. Saying, quote, it's my privilege to serve.
0: Okay. All right. Congratulations, Congresswoman Underwood. Anything else you'd like to say on this? Uh, uh, yes. I'd like to read this new poem I just uh, wrote. Please don't. Nancy Pelosi, roses are red, violets are blue. You're the greatest. I love you.
1: <laughs>
0: he loves Nancy Pelosi, guys. Come on, she's got a hard job. All right, D, come on, give her a break. I'm not always agree with Nancy Pelosi. That's obvious, but she's got a tough job. She's trying to keep that party together. Not easy thing to do. If dude. you're listening on the live stream, send your messages <laughs> our way. All right. I got. I have a feeling a few of my uh, good friends out there are gonna burn in other state news and because we covered it so
1: extensively on the show we may as well put a button on it and mention this update people the numbers have been totaled and don't tell the country band confederate railroad but the 2019 Illinois State Fair is the most successful fair Whoa. in Illinois state history with over $6.5 million Woo. in estimated revenue. This year's all-time record exceeds revenue brought in for the 2018 fair by approximately $750,000. Take that, Bruce Rauner. Oh, yeah. And it surpasses the previous record of $6.4 million, which was set in 2013. And, Ben, we have a quote from Governor J.B. Pritzker on the good news. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what did JB have to say? Governor Pritzker said, quote, I've had more fun at the state fair than almost anything else I've done in the past eight months. Boy, I'd say, because, dude, you almost broke your femur partying so hard. I'm not a perfect person. <laughs> the quote from Pritzker continues. Uh. And I'm proud that so many families enjoyed everything the fair has to offer. And it's no wonder this fair is
0: is one for the history books. Uh, do they sell uh, marijuana at the State Fair? No. <laughs> no, no marijuana. Let me just say this. Uh, congratulations, J.B. Pritzker. Uh, by the way, I think it was that butter cow that brought in all that. People want to see that butter oh, cow. Oh,
1: 2019 <laughs> Illinois State Fair
0: butter cow? It's yeah. the butter cow, which has nine <laughs> hearts to represent the nine essential nutrients in milk. That's right. It's made entirely out of butter. And, it, you know, it's a state fair tradition since at least 1922. Oh, 1922. <laughs> Not sure why, but I love that clip. <laughs> I love that we goes 1922. Anyway, so maybe it wasn't the butter cow because that's there every year. Hmm, more investigation is needed to know. Why our receipts up? Uh, but hear anyway. that Dan Mialopoulos, let's look into that. <laughs> Come on, Danny, take the deep dive. No, anyway, I'm really glad the State Fair did well. I've still never been to a State Fair. You've been to the State Fair, D? Yeah, we've talked about this before. That that memory (laughs) on our host. (laughs) marijuana (laughs) is catching up to me. Uh, Let's ban it from the loop. Bad for memory. Anyway, uh, so congratulations, uh, J.B. Pritzker, for doing a great job at the State Fair, although I have to say right now, uh, as much as I uh, like the job he's doing, as governor of the state of Illinois. I do not believe him when he says it's the most fun he's had in eight months going to that state fair. I think there was something else he had more fun doing. Like what? I don't know. He's probably. um, Let's speculate. Oh, definitely. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You know he loved that. Okay. (laughs) How do you know that he loved that? Well, I I don't know. You don't know his taste in movies. Uh, The other day, you know what he loved? He was listening to Steve Miller's greatest hits. Okay. And the Eagles. Awesome. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, he had more fun. And he loves water skiing. Doesn't he water ski? I don't know. I don't no, know. No. Remember, remember he, was, he got in trouble? Speedboat, Speedboating, okay? So he rode his speedboat and he loves horses, all right? So. Well,
1: you're really downplaying the the fun
0: it is at, at the state fair. <laughs> Have you ever had fun at the state
1: fair? Yes! <laughs>
0: okay. It's a state fair. There's fun, okay? I went to the one up in Wisconsin. I didn't like it. Going Didn't to, like it. It was all too too many animals. Going to stuff. other
1: states' states <laughs> fairs. Come on. No, I've never
0: been to the Illinois. Maybe the, next year I'll go. All right. The quote continues from Pritzker, but you get the point. The
1: Illinois State Fair was a, a success. All right. Now let's talk about what went down at that oh, city yeah. council meeting.
0: <laughs> let's get ready to rumble. Holy Lord.
1: This little light of mine. I'm going <laughs>
0: to let it shine. And shine it did. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh
1: Illinois Politico yes. is calling it her biggest public face-off with members of the city council so far. Mm-hmm. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot called out two aldermen: Anthony Beal, Ben of what ward? Ninth ward. Come on, D. And Ray Lopez of what ward? Fifteenth. All right, he cal- come on. No, no phone. Lightfoot called out those aldermen as being out of order. <laughs> After their opposition to a mayoral appointment and Tuesday's top story locally, when Mayor Lightfoot separately called for a ban on vaping without any public input. So let's unpack the uh, the appointment first. The following comes from the Chicago Sun-Times and Fran the Woman Spielman. It started when Beal and Lopez exercised the right of any two aldermen to put off a vote on Lightfoot's appointment of James Ruddick Jr. as an alternate member of the Zoning Board of Appeals that will play a pivotal role in deciding where recreational marijuana can be sold in Chicago. Ben, you were just riffing on that.
0: Yes, absolutely. Let's sell it downtown. Hey, Ruddick, are you listening? Sell it downtown. When Beal rose to explain his decision
1: to hold up the appointment, Lightfoot ruled him out of order because Zoning Committee Chairman Tom Tunney was still reading His committee report, and France Bielman killed it on this piece. Go check it out, people. She actually has the verbiage from when it happened here. Lightfoot said calmly to Biel, can you let him finish? I don't believe he's finished, sir. Alderman, please take your seat and let Alderman Tunney finish, in. then you can stand and have your objection. Please, you're out of
0: order. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. What? You're out of order. You're out of the whole system's out of order. Name the movie for 10 Uh, trivia points. Cape Fear. I think it's called Justice. Cape Fear. (laughs) (laughs) I I like Cape Fear. I've seen both versions of Cape Fear. It was the Robert Mitchum version and the Robert De Niro version. Did you know that? That's correct. Uh, Thank you, Mitchum. Uh, Mueller. Uh, Justice (laughs) for All, I believe, the name of the movie with one Al Pacino. All
1: right. The whole system's out of order. Wait, I'm checking here. Okay, no. No one cares. All right. <laughs> when Tony was done, Beal accused Ruddick of stating, quote, in his opinion, aldermen were not the voice of their community. A few minutes later, and here comes the vaping part. Alderman Ray Lopez tried but failed to suspend the rules to force an immediate vote on the proposal he introduced Wednesday to ban all e-cigarettes and liquid nicotine products in Chicago. Once again, Lightfoot banged the gavel and ruled Lopez out of order, this time on grounds that the matter had not been approved by committee and that without 48 hours notice, a vote would violate the Open Meetings Act. And, well, now for the issue you just cannot escape when covering a Mayor Lightfoot City Council story, aldermanic prerogative. Mm. Lightfoot went on to say Lopez and Beal, quote, have been very vociferous in their objection to banning and ending aldermanic prerogative. They've clearly decided what they're going to do is try to resurrect that by making appointees swear an oath to them as aldermen. We're not going to have a backdoor to aldermanic prerogative, said Lori Lightfoot. After the meeting, Alderman Ray Lopez said about Lightfoot, quote, If she does not resolve her interactions with Alderman, it will ultimately lead to greater tension come budget when the hard decisions happen. This isn't just about prerogative. This is her overall dealings with Alderman. Assuming that sending us an email means we're in support of what you're doing, that's not how you work with us. If you take us as an afterthought, that's a dictatorship. Beal noted a silent majority of his colleagues are, quote, extremely fed up with not having a voice because Lightfoot is trying to suppress them. This is the beginning of the budget season, and we're going to see what happens, said Beal. All right, Ben Jarofsky, your thoughts. And as Franz Spielman poses the question, was it a feeble and failed attempt to stir up trouble by Mayor Lightfoot's two most outspoken critics? Or does it signal a broader city council rebellion?
0: uh let me think i have to figure out the, what's the yes and the no yes no all right yes no i think i got that right uh all right so here's the deal folks it's one of my favorite to- i think i'm going to write a column about this next week this one of my favorite do topics. it do it <laughs> and prerogative wow Mm, where do we start you know and everybody wants to believe in all our men and prerogative you know what i'm saying even people on the left people on the right uh, all the men and prerogative all the men it, it, it kind of indi- indicates how people in the city of chicago will grab a hold of something and not let go until the very end okay that's <laughs> city of chicago like we that's sort of like the concept you need a tough mayor all right i don't want a tangent here d we need a tough mayor city of chicago we're gonna elect a tough mayor because we need a tough mayor to handle tough things so you know, these these Temperamental bullies, you know what I mean? So that they get it locked in their head. That's what we need in the city of Chicago. That's how Chicagoans are. They get locked into things they can't let go. All right, alderman and prerogative. Folks, there's two issues with alderman and prerogatives. Alderman and prerogative is a political tool, and alderman and prerogative as a real issue. As a political tool, it's a great tool. And I understand why Lori Lightfoot is wielding it so much. People don't like their aldermen which is really weird. I mean, they might like their literal alderman because the guy t- does a favor for that, gets him a garbage can or something, but the concept of an alderman, they don't like, all right? So if she stands up, as she always does, and says, I'm against aldermen and prerogative, I'm going to rein in these, these aldermen. Everyone in the city of Chicago, yeah, right on, a lefties, righties, yeah, man, we're all for getting rid of aldermen and prerogative. And then there's reality. It's a made-up issue aldermen don't have clout in the city of chicago clout resides with the mayor this very this very showdown indicates that okay the old boy who was up that uh mayor lightfoot uh, has appointed or uh nominated for the zoning committee uh what's his i can't find his name doesn't really what's that is it like burdick yeah Ruddick. it doesn't matter what his name is If you get nominated by the mayor, uh, any mayor, to be on anybody, essentially you've sworn an oath of allegiance to that mayor. That's that's what it's all about, folks, in the city of Chicago. Your first allegiance is to the mayor of the city of Chicago. That's a tradition that's been passed on from Daddy Daly to Baby daily to Rahm and now to Lori Lightfoot, okay? So one of the things you have to swear an oath on if you're going to be an appointee by Lori Lightfoot is that you must be against the notion of alderman prerogative. So when he's asked are you for or against alderman and prerogative he says i just think alderman should just be one more voice in the chorus before we make a decision All right. So right there, that indicates that it's not aldermen who run the show. It's mayors who run the show. Five years ago, if you had a if Ruddick or anybody was being put up by Mayor Rahm, where they allowed aldermen to have a greater say in zoning uh, in their local wards, whoever the appointee was up would have said, I think aldermen should have a say. Mayor changes their opinion changes. That's how it goes in the city of Chicago. It's the mayor who drives the bus, not the aldermen. But everybody's like, oh, we're against alderman and prerogative. I'm against mayoral prerogative. Mayors have too much prop power. I can't think of one decision in the city council. And I, folks, I urge absolutely everybody to send it in in which aldermen rallied around a local alderman in the face of opposition from the mayor and outvoted the mayor. Can't think of one. You know why? Because they don't exist. Know why? Because this is a made up issue. You know why? Because it's easier to pound away at the pi- pinata of a made up issue like ultimate and prerogative than deal with something like, oh, the budget deficit or, oh, $1.3 billion to Lincoln Yards or, oh, 1.1 billion to 78. <laughs> easy to solve problems that don't exist miles just walked in he's agreeing with me already it's easier to solve problems that don't exist than to solve real ones so d do i think the other aldermen are going to stand with beal and with lopez no why because it's the mayor that drives the bus not the aldermen. now i'm do I think that the other aldermen are sympathetic to B.O. and Lopez? Yes. But their conversations are going like this, D. Uh, you know, Raylo, I'd love to be with you on this one, but uh, I need the mayor's approval for this deal in my ward, so I'm going to have to let you wear the jacket. For, but you're doing a good job. It's like, <laughs> I know this from firsthand knowledge. All those years in the 90s, and the O's when I've been railing and ranting against Daley or Rahm and all these... Uh, uh, the good liberals of Chicago, Ben, you keep fighting the good fight. I can't join you because I don't want to get the mayor mad at me, but you keep saying what you're saying. So, phony issue, man a prerogative, and you're being s- taken in as suckers and saps, Chicago, by falling in line oh, behind Jorowski's you. on fire today. <laughs> Miles I
1: disagree. Cool off there, buddy. <laughs> Also, once again, send uh, your, uh, if you disagree with Ben Jarofsky, send us your mail at uh, Show at gmail.com, by the way, is our uh, email address. We don't give that out enough. Yeah, Show no. at gmail.com
0: at Show. Oh, automated prerogative. is just like ketchup on hot dogs. One of those phony issues that Chicagoans. <laughs> okay, uh, get, uh, ketchup, okay. Ketchup on hot dogs. You're doing the catch on, okay.
1: We don't want to get anybody too upset here. My Miles goodness. is
0: outraged by that one. <laughs> Uh, he's yeah. never been a big ketchup, ketchup fan. fan. But it's not like a Chicago thing. It's like you don't like ketchup and hot dogs. It's not like because you live in Chicago. <laughs> All right. So
1: there you are. Some uh, updates Chicago. there on what's going on locally, statewide. Hey, congratulations
0: on that state fair, huh? Oh, I thought you were gonna play something. No, no, no. really. Yeah, it's great. We made uh, (laughs) six point five million dollars, and the butter cow brought it in. And JB Pritzker's happy, so I'm happy. And next year, D, I'm gonna go to the state fair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say you're (laughs) lying, (laughs) maybe. All right, hey guys! You can get
1: the inside scoop on all things Chicago Bears this football season Ooh. with the annual Sun Times Bears Magazine. Ben, have Bears. you read
0: this thing yet? Yes, I love them. I have it. Of course, I'm a Bears fan. I was a little disappointed the Sun Times at their big Bears party when we were doing our show. You oh yeah, I know. I mean, people like cheering and laughing. Well, it was
1: right before the first game, and they're like, "We're gonna
0: win yo. the
1: Super Bowl!"
0: Oh, God, guys, I'm gonna just break it down to you. <laughs> the most important position on a football team is quarterback. I hate to be the Bear, no pun intended, of bad news, but the Bears have a pretty mediocre quarterback. Hate to say it, but it's true.
1: Yeah, they always have. Uh, Dive
0: into features of players. The Punky QB back in 1985, Jimmy McMahon. All All the way back then. I believe I was two years old. Sid Luckman in 1941 or whatever, right? You have to (laughs) go all the way back that far. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It's sad, but true. Dive into features
1: of players, coaches, games, and plays, and get excited for the 100th season of football. This collectible magazine is just what you need to get ready for this football season. You can order your copy of the magazine at Suntimes.com forward slash CST shop. Been no new updates from that city council meeting. So I think it's safe to move on to Mayor Lightfoot's budget town hall meeting. Oh, yeah. Okay. She's had three of them. Yes. This is number three. It was last night on the southeast side of Chicago at George Washington High School.
0: Everton trivia points. What ward is that, young Dennis? What ward? is that the 10th war? Very correct? good. Zoom Garza country. Oh, and yeah. what's... Man, give that guy 10 trivia points. <laughs> really
1: good job. And speaking of, I'm going to throw it your way now because we haven't Uh-oh. done this in a while. Oh, no. Because the random, oh-so-random <laughs> Chicago knowledge in that I big brain of yours is downright absurd. Ben, what do you say we do the Ben Jarovsky High School Challenge? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's right. So let's go ahead and do it here. Ben. Tell us what
0: absurd information you know about George Washington High School. Oh, George Washington had a great basketball team back in the early O's. In fact, they battled with against Simeon for the city championship, as you know, in the year 2006. Uh, and a, they defeated, I believe, Simeon earlier in the year, and then it was revenge time. The game was played at DePaul's Gym on Sheffield. You remember that, do you, right? Absolutely. And who came off, the, who, who for Simeon uh, came out and hit about five threes in a row? Ice Cube is so good. <laughs> <laughs> Derek Rose! All right. Anyway, all right. Here you go, D. What prominent Chicago politician graduated from Washington High School? D- um, Mitch McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even a, <laughs> Sue Sadlowski Garza. All right, <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. come on, man. She was a rock and rolling student at Washington back in the day in the seventies. She loved the rock and roll, D. Anyway, Washington High in the southeast side of the city of Chicago.
1: All right, you're
0: a weirdo. Now back to the
1: budget town hall meeting. Right now, the city of Chicago is facing an $838 $838 million, but I bet if you really looked at it, it'd be about a billion dollar deficit.
0: Yes, that's billion with a B.
1: <laughs> so, last yeah. night, Mayor Lightfoot was ready to hear some revenue ideas on how we can get the ball rolling a bit and get out of this hole. The attendees, on the other hand, yeah, they didn't want to talk about the deficit that much, Ben. yeah, Believe it or not, everyday people aren't walking around uh, Chicago with calculators in their hands <laughs> trying to help out Lori Lightfoot here. We got our own personal deficits going mm. on, you know what I mean? And so, understandably, these attendees at the town hall wanted to talk about, uh, you know, what's going on in their area. Shout out to WGN and Taman Bradley for the audio.
0: We really need a lot here on the southeast side and south sides of Chicago. The business district is suffering. Uh, we've lost 30 businesses in, in just a little over 10 years. Uh, it's difficult for us to compete
1: deficit. Shmeficit. Let's talk about what's going on on our side, right?
0: Absolutely. And here's the thing, uh, wherever Lori Lightfoot, Mayor Lightfoot goes, she's going to find uh, is a very like uh, parochial concerns, if you will, for that individual neighborhood. And so much of the city's attention, so much of the city's uh, development dollars uh, have been spent in, in and around the loop. And as the mayor leaves the loop, leaves the area that is really bustling and growing, she's going to see face-to-face, she's going to confront the reality that lots of neighborhoods in the city of Chicago are struggling. And so we, it's time is long past when we reconsider how we spend our development dollars. And that of course is the TIF program. That's the only uh, discretionary development dollars that she has. So, uh, yeah, it's, I've, I've watched this with uh, mayor Daly. And uh, once with Mayor Rahm, and then he quit having public hearings because <laughs> he didn't like uh, when people asked him challenging questions. I think Lori Lightfoot has thicker skin than that. Uh, and so most mayors, they hear, they, you know, they see the realities and the needs in neighborhoods, and then they go back to the loop and... They start throwing more money around the loop. So uh, we'll see if Lori Lightfoot uh, is going to be different, definitely than Mayor rom I'm hoping she's different than Mayor rom that's for sure. Uh, Mayor rom did not do much to promote development uh, in areas outside the downtown business district. All right, we're covering
1: last night's budget town hall meeting on the southeast side. And Ben, even a toddler got up to address her concerns. I need. Hey, where are her parents? Did she
0: drive there? How, how old is that kid? I don't know. Yeah, I need a new school. All right. Yeah. Uh,
1: and because this was held in a neighborhood rooted in the old steel community, pollution and environmental issues were a big concern as well.
0: High pollution rates and contamination within the soil is what we face.
1: We got uh, blasts from uh, natural gas uh, and some other thing we don't even know what it is. Jury's still out. If that guy's Pat Quinn, by the way, talking, it sounds like, sound like Pat <laughs> Quinn. Sound a lot like Pat did, Quinn.
0: Did you have uh, video or just audio on that? Oh, I mean, yeah, I had video, but uh, the
1: guy, he was—you couldn't see his face. I see. So, jury's still out. That could still be Pat <laughs> Quinn. I it don't did know. sound a lot like Governor <laughs> Quinn. <laughs> Anything you'd like to say about those issues they had? Well, there? Uh,
0: you know, the southeast side, of course, uh, has been struggling with environmental problems forever, and largely overlooked by the city of Chicago. Uh, and I've, it's an age-old lament coming from activists and residents down on the southeast side, complaining that they don't get the attention they need from the city when it comes to uh, cleaning up all the waste and the dumps that are down there. And so, I, I mean, I've been writing about this issue D since like the '80s, uh, and uh, so. Mayor Rahm, again, did not uh, pull back uh, on environmental issues. Remember, he closed down the the city's Department of Environment. It wasn't on the top of his uh, agenda. Let's see, again, if Lori Lightfoot can improve uh you can prove the city's efforts in this year we gotta get mike novak back in this show to talk about this because one of the things mike novak uh is so good at pointing out is like just all the little basic fundamental ways the city of chicago do more uh to promote a, a healthier environment a healthier planet if you will and how they retreated over the last eight years in this fight
1: and Lightfoot seemed to agree there she in fact weighed in with her own ideas on pollution
0: what I hope we will be rolling out in the coming days is an announcement about standing up a new Office of the Environment in the mayor's office. What do you think about that? I think that's, uh, I think it's overdue. And I, I never understood why Rahm... Uh, took down that department, it just, it, it showed an indifference at best to a very important issue, one that is politically very important. Uh, de- definitely uh, the whole issue of uh, uh, climate change is, is is motivating many voters uh, in the Democratic primary. So, you know, Rahm was... He was on the right side of uh, not right as incorrect, but right as in right wing side of the Democratic Party he was sort of a Republican on these matters. And uh, he just didn't think it was worth his time effort to have an environmental department. Uh, it shows, let's put it this way, it's an area where people can go to if they have a very specific uh, complaint about pollution or lead poisoning, et cetera. Uh, I, somehow I feel that's going to be a huge problem uh, that the city is going to confront in the next a few years and so you need experts on staff uh just just if nothing else where people can turn to to get some kind of logical reasonable answer uh to the questions that they have so i welcome the fact that lori life going to bring back the department of environment and i never understood why rom got rid of it in the first place well let's ask the man himself hey
1: rom why didn't you ever have an environmental department dude I just biked around Lake Michigan. Oh, okay. Okay. I see. It's busy. Nothing to do with that at all, but okay, sure. Whatever. (laughs) Nearly a thousand miles. Okay. Well, there you see. It was a 1,000. That's was pretty a thousand impressive. It 1,000 miles. It was too busy to have a Department of Environment. But, hey, about that budget deficit, the mayor let it be known that she is still not committed to a property tax hike. Instead, she's considering a graduate real estate transfer tax, and she's still hoping on changes to the new Chicago casino law, a congestion tax, and help from Springfield with pensions, which, by the way, if you're uh, wondering uh, how that's going, uh, maybe you're wondering about Springfield's uh, answer to that nothing yeah no it's we, mean, talk,
0: we talked about this yesterday with Jeff Johnson uh, who's our pension guru uh, on this show and uh I don't think the city of Chicago is going to get any significant assistance from Springfield, from the state government on its pension problem. Uh, Jeff broke this down in terms of what the proposals are in Springfield at the moment, and none of them are directing huge amounts of money to the city of Chicago. So, this is something that Lori Lightfoot is going to have to address. This is probably the biggest challenge in terms of raising revenue, is to figure out how to make good on the, the obligations that we have to our pension fund and which way is she going to go, which tax is she going to use. You know, here on the show, we bring on many progressives who talk about things like. Like a head tax, a little sale tax, like you mentioned, the transfer tax, uh, you know, uh, a, a city income tax. These are all ideas that would be an attempt to shift the burden away from the middle class, the working class, and poor people, uh, to And you know what? She took a step in that right direction, a little step, but it was an important step when she made some changes uh, in the, the um, scofflaw law. We talked about that the other day with the city. And I think the city's going to lose about $15 million. Just think about that, D. The, the, the city was squeezing $15 million a year out of the people who could least afford to pay it on, like, parking fines, red light tickets, et cetera, to towing cars, selling, ca- selling cars. And, uh, you know, it's just $15 million. It just has to be a, a saner, wiser, uh, more equitable, progressive way of raising money to pay these bills than to like, squeeze pe- poor people by towing their cars. Gosh, thank God I ride my bike. Mm-hmm. All <laughs> right.
1: So all in all, that was kind of it. Mayor Lightfoot's budget town hall meeting number three is in the books. And apparently, these town halls have become extremely popular. Isn't
0: that right, Tamon Bradley? These town halls have become extremely popular. Today, the mayor announced that she is adding a fifth one to be held October 2nd on the south side. Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go to that one. That's at South, I think I saw that in the paper, uh, South Shore Cultural Center. It's one of my favorite sites to go for mayoral uh, budget hearings. Go back, going back into the day, in the 90s, when Daly would have his there. I always loved going down the interesting uh, collection of speakers you could depend to show up uh and um oh my goodness there's so many public hearings that I've, I've attended in that room i could just i remember the ones for the olympics uh back in 2008 or so so i know i'm a little geeky in this stuff d d i like public <laughs> hearings on mayoral budget hearings i haven't been able to go to any because they're they're held right around the time we're doing our bonus interviews you know but i believe the one that she assigned for october 2nd we're free that day so i'm gonna head on down to the south shore for that one
1: All right. Today, Lightfoot's schedule includes a visit at Solorio Academy in the morning to make note of education gains made at Chicago Public Schools, the Art Institute in the afternoon to deliver remarks at the 2019 Chicago Investors Conference, and then she's delivering remarks at the Chicago City Council Latino Caucus Foundation Gala. A lot of words there. At Bridgeport Art Center Sculpture Garden. So there you are. Just like that, you're now in the know of what's going on in the city of Chicago. Town Hall meeting number three in the book.